0: So 29 years ago, uh, Donald and Cherby got married. A few years later after that, uh, they had me. So thanks. Um, I love you guys, and happy anniversary.
1: And uh, this is for... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is for Ma and Pa Watson.
2: <laughs>
1: happy anniversary, you guys. Happy
3: anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Fred, you remembered. How could I ever forget the happiest day of my life? Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary.
4: As our civilization
1: teeters on the brink of fatal collapse, the value of broadcast gold has soared to unimaginable heights. Join us in the conflux of radio's emerging
0: superpowers. Chris Troy Lovato, T. Sterling Watson, Wendy Lou Aphorismo, and Michael James DuPaul Cozy up in your bunkers and hope for salvation. This is The Lost Eye.
1: Everybody, my name is Topher Grace, and uh, welcome to episode seventy, monumental episode seventy of the Lost Dial, exclusively here on AllNoiseRadio.com.
0: Which have been going through some um,
1: extreme, extreme technical yeah fouls,
2: fouls for the
0: fact now that uh, levels are just jumping off okay i'm trying to adjust everything they're off the f and charts dude i know okay uh well we'll deal with it it's all good huh listeners won't ever really know this because it's all going to be um level adjusted adjusted adjusted, adjusted properly it hits the air and everything like that so
1: anyway uh like i said uh it's only guys... something a technical director would be concerned about right oh i'm trust me i'm I'm, I'm very concerned <laughs> i have a whole theory uh behind what's going on here lately but um yes
0: they're trying to get rid of us
1: <laughs> they're trying to run us off yeah <laughs> my name is mike james Dupaul. number 70 here it is here we go sitting across from me is t sterling watson good morning <laughs> <laughs>
0: just leave you in suspense like that
1: actually it's mcdonald's time is it yeah i don't know i just i have a i have a hearty craving a, a hearty hankering for some some mcdonald's that's schnug that's gross <laughs> it doesn't happen often but uh
0: actually i i can understand i can relate every once in a while i get a craving for something you know i don't normally eat which is like fast food and mcdonald's in particular um even taco bell
1: you're 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 a big wendell's
0: fan though aren't you not really i used to be only because when i worked at walmart that was the only thing open across the street Uh, that dunkin donuts like as much as i love dunkin donuts sometimes i'd want you know like a burger or something so
1: it's funny uh there's been a few commercials lately featuring wendy thomas right the daughter of uh dave thomas dave thomas right Mm -hmm. uh the franchise, the ch- the huge uh, conglomerate known as Wendy's, which is I think number two, right behind as far as burger burger joints behind uh, McDonald's. It surpassed oh. Burger King, I it? think, mm. recently. But anyway, it's funny to see uh, uh, little Wendy Thomas uh, all grown up and uh, quite plump, may I add? <laughs> Too many Frosties over the years, Wendy.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, it, what do you? With the Frosties, at least uh, the over the two day weekend, I think every like fifty cents or something was being donated to some charity that benefited children of some sort, right? Which is you know all nice and everything, but I mean, I just started seeing the commercials yesterday, last night, so I am like, wow, that doesn't really do me any good you know, to help support the the kids.
1: It reminds me of an episode of South Park where uh, Sally Struthers, um, queen of send money to starving African children mm-hmm. was actually um, in, a, in a little trailer in Ethiopia actually um, funneling all the cash into her belly uh, that was supposed to be going to needy needy children. Uh, I hope that's not the case with Wendy Thomas.
0: No, no, no. I, I think it, it seems...
1: You think it's completely legit?
0: I, I would say so. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they make enough money that they don't need to... You know siphon some for themselves
1: yeah but with some with some people enough is never enough you know
0: Um so I do probably mark Mark Zuckerberg I think maybe
1: yeah enough Mark Zuckerberg you have you have crossed the line and really infiltrated our lives to the utmost um enough is enough
0: well the next thing that he's planning on doing is uh implanting a chip And everyone, so that way they can just, you know, think or feel a certain way and all automatically their status updates and it checks into Foursquare for them. Um, They automatically know what their friends are doing, or not necessarily their friends, but people that they're, you know, stalking. And it just makes it that much more creepier. Privacy is definitely being invaded. Um, That's how he plans to rule the world. Remember um, Batman Forever, I believe it was, with the Joker having, not the Joker, uh, the Riddler. Having that uh, yeah that device the box I think you put on you put on top of your TV and it sucks all your information oh yeah absolutely that's pretty much what what Mark Zuckerberg is uh, planning on doing
1: I wonder what it felt like when he had the entire city of Gotham um, all of the um, head sucking of every millions of people and it was all you know Go all going straight into him and he was just like going nuts and then him and uh, tommy lee jones once again who is mm-hmm. such a badass <laughs> um even as uh, doing his portrayal of uh harvey or yeah two-faced harvey dent. is he okay. harvey dent in that one because see uh they kind of uh fudged a little bit um because you know those two were still supposed to be part of the same uh the same um batman uh franchise oh. that particular one, Harvey Dent, in the first movie was, a was black, black. Man. Yep. I'm, i I almost thought of his name Billy D. Williams yeah <laughs> yes, Sorry. uh so that's what I mean Writing if they down. were trying to uh <laughs> write whoopsie daisy uh. but uh yeah, I mean, so it's funny that um uh that guy all of a sudden became Tommy Lee Jones.
0: Yeah, they uh, the continuity. I think if uh, Tim Burton was directing that one, right, it he, would, he, right. he would have kept it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joel Schlesheimer, <laughs> whatever his stupid name is.
2: Schumacher, right
1: there. Yeah. yeah, Schumacher. Schumacher. He, uh, he totally fudged it. Um,
0: I honestly, I didn't think... Uh, Batman Forever was that bad. I mean, I really enjoyed Jim Carrey and um, Tommy Lee Jones. It's just when he came to Batman and Robin, that's where everything got messed up.
1: Do you think that he went a little too far with Jim Carrey slash the Riddler's very, very tight green spandex costume? Um, It was showing off his package quite a bit.
0: Well, let's let's not forget that he he did go a little nuts, so maybe he um someone who's kind of crazy and had like money and resources like that, they might actually, you know, don some kind of suit like that. I mean, look look at um Are you talking about Jim Carrey? Oh, I... or not Jim Carrey, but the Riddler, say like the Riddler
1: you... right in the story, but I I thought at first you were talking about Schumacher oh. going completely
0: nuts. Well, and just... that's another Another—that's
1: <laughs> another story thing. for another day. Yes, but uh, <clears throat>
0: as a comparison, um, Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. the uh, madman there—he was in spandex as well,
1: right? Um, beating old women with huge white porcelain
2: dildos. <laughs>
1: uh, funny you bring up Clockwork Orange. Uh, I was having a discussion with my father actually. Um, the band Rush, their new album. Um, being released is called, um, a clockwork, a clockwork angel, a, a clockwork angels or not, It's not, it's not a clockwork angels. It's clockwork angels. Mm. Um, a slight spin. Anyway, clockwork orange. It is, um, a, a term, uh, a British, uh, saying, Not really a saying, because it's Uh, just three words.
0: I never even really thought about what the title means. Well,
1: at the time, I was not not real jumpy about about finding out, Mm -hmm. but I want to look it up right now. Okay. Um, um, I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with Stanley Kubrick's... uh, ingenious masterpiece.
0: Well, some would consider that an ingenious masterpiece while others would just consider it just horrible and will never ever watch it because (laughs) of like the infamous rape scene or scenes. I can't remember if it's plural or not. Uh, A friend of mine did ask like, should I ever watch this? And like the way that you feel about rape, I really think you should stay away from this movie. So Mm. because of that, she has stayed away and I have saved at least one person from being traumatized.
1: It's, uh, in 1962, um, dystopian, that's how it's described as a dystopian novella, novella by Anthony Burgess, Burgess, Burgess,
0: Burgess, probably,
1: um, clockwork orange, uh, yes, um, Script. He's doing some research. A clockwork orange language. Uh clockwork orange dictionary. Clockwork quotes. Themes. Watch Clockwork orange. I uh let's say how about No, a uh, Clockwork Orange Summary is gonna be a summary on the movie.
0: We didn't plan to talk about this, so that's why no, we're not like prepared not. at all. It's uh, just...
1: I would like to know what it actually it's it's a it's definitely um, a little thing they they said in Britain I, about what, though, because I, I don't know what it actually truly means. Clockwork, orange, yeah.
0: Yeah, while you do... <clears throat> well, I was going to say, I try to <laughs> talk through it as you find it, and then I'm going to Google it as soon as the internet opens. Um, but um, would you say that you like the movie, though? That you, is that a movie that you... You would add to your collection if you don't already have it.
1: Oh, I have it. Oh, you
0: have it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, did a Clockwork Orange have a deeper meaning? Uh, of course. Uh, what? Oh, what does the phrase "a Clockwork
0: Orange" mean? Uh, Burgess wrote that the title was a reference to an old Cockney expression as queer as a clockwork orange. Due to his time serving in the British colonial office in Malaysia, Burgess thought that the phrase could be used punningly to refer to a mechanically re- responsive clockwork human or orange. Melee for man. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Okay, well, interesting. <laughs> uh, no. He just did I, a symbol yeah. for over over the head, which kind of it's for me too. I have to, <clears throat> I would have to read it a couple times in order to dig- to digest it. Um, but yeah,
1: R- read that again for me. I want to, I want to.
0: Wanna... After I just closed it. Oh. Why do you do these things to me?
1: this is the most dead air we've ever had in a single <laughs> I know, show I know. That, that's uh, as far as i'm concerned the whole idea of episode 70 is cuz you know we we've we've celebrated on occasion you know this episode and that episode being you know a a monumental achievement for us 70 i think is going to be a little unorthodox and i think rightfully so it should be.
0: I mean, we both came in with very little like, right. material. Uh, then the technical difficulties that happened, the board needed to be right. rewired or something. So it gave us time to prepare a little bit more. Right. Um, so we were just like, okay, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna <laughs> wing it. We're gonna basically. wing it.
1: it. And I, I don't know. I think I think number seventy deserves um, a little uh, a little leeway. Yeah. And uh, unorthodox is is the right way to put it.
0: And I was with our, our special guests like last week, who, whom or a couple days ago, really, right. who told us that seventy-five is really the the bigger one to right. celebrate. So, right. um So, but I got it up again, so I'll read it for you. Burgess wrote that the title was a reference to an old Cockney expression as queer. Cockney, Cockney. That's like, right, yeah. Oh, you know. Okay. Good. As queer as a clockwork orange. Cool. Due to his time serving in the British Colonial Office in Malaysia. Burgess thought that the phrase could be used punningly to refer to a mechanically responsive human,
1: a mechanically responsive human. Yes,
0: hmm. and then in parentheses, responsive. Uh, after the after the mm-hmm. word responsive is clockwork, and after the word human is uh, orange. Right.
1: right. Well, they took this this very sick, twisted individual, and did a completely. When they um, brainwashed them right right they they needed to uh, um, it, it was not like uh going to jail it was uh what what do they um not reformed but uh yeah, I would say so when you, when you go to jail they are
0: are uh, rehabilitated yes
1: they're trying to rehabilitate you in order to send you back out into society
0: what to be just that, like the, the rest of
1: the cookie-cutter
0: drones. We tend to do that a lot. What game show is that? Where you trying to describe a word, and then I have to figure out what the word is. Um, is that like secret pyramids? The Price is it? Right? <laughs> We're not trying to figure out what <laughs> price Family <is>. Feud. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, I mean... Um, they, they, uh This is, you know, back when this film was done, this was supposed to be futuristic Britain, and uh, this was what they did to try and rehabilitate this individual. And, uh, you know, mechanically responsive human. He responded mechanically to their crazy, crazy holding the eyes open and making you watch the most awful things that the the most awful atrocities mankind could possibly do have done could do. Speaking of messed up movies, I saw a movie. um, This is what I wrote about it because I have no information on it. I did not look. I do not know who directed it. I do not know any of the names of the people that are in it. It's called Seven Days. It's a movie about revenge. It is the most disturbing thing to come out of Quebec in all of Quebec's existence. Check it out if you really want to see something.
0: Oh, my. I'm looking into it now. Uh <laughs> first thing that came up was the ring. Uh, uh that was the working title for Seven Days. It. Uh Canada, you said.
1: Well, seven, cool sure, um, yes.
0: seven Days. Okay. Yes. So I guess it was a French movie then. Yes. Alright, so I'm not gonna know anybody in this.
1: Hence Quebec. It uh yes, it's uh uh takes place in Quebec. Um it's basically this man, he's a doctor. He, uh, his young daughter, and it, it like this is why I was so upset about it because I have a young daughter, Mm -hmm. and basically, um, a terrible, terrible, terrible man, um, raped and murdered his young six, seven year old daughter, and And he finds the father finds him Mm -hmm. and decides to, you know, vigilante style, you know. He, not in his own home, in a, you know, undisclosed location, tortures this guy. Like, serious, like, you know, there's movies out there where they try and, like, show, you know, torture. But this was quite realistic as to... It wasn't Hollywood torture. Mm. It wasn't... Um,
0: they try to go for the realism with this one. And right. Kind of almost make the viewer feel it, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the guy, the character being a doctor uh he knew he knew how to uh how to inflict uh...
0: he probably knew like the right places to pitch right he in. just
1: he knew what to do rather than you know if if you know any one of us decided to take you know to to um, seek revenge and we caught the guy who did whatever who wronged us he had a plan right yeah we would you know do We'd go overboard, mm-hmm. but someone who knows um human anatomy and physiology and correct you know the, he just he did he he knew what to do to cause this guy to in the end because in the beginning he's denying it, of course, mm-hmm. when he's first caught, <clears throat> but in the end he it's being drawn out so long you know within seven days he actually. Says he actually describes to the guy that this is the the guy who did what he did. Right. Describes to the father exactly what he did to his daughter, like, mm. like, you know, relishing the moment and how wonderful it was in order to to have the father kill him because he was just in so much. It was just such awful, awful, awfulness, and that's that's what was disturbing about it is that you know he. He wanted to be put out of his misery so bad that from totally denying it for the first three days to actually just, you know, saying things ugh, just bad. I mean, I guess it's it's worth saying it's a, you know, semi-foreign film coming out of Quebec.
0: Um, well, usually it's the foreign films that seem to, <laughs> I don't know. The- well, you you seem to like disturbing things because again we always go. But through.
1: this one when sometimes the disturbing yeah, I do enjoy. So was disturbing you, this, this was too much for when you, this was too much for you. When it hits close to home in you know per se, yeah you know, ha- having a young daughter and you know, of course this is fictitious. It has stuff like this has happened though. Right. You know, this right. isn't like science fiction. This is this stuff happens. But uh yeah, it was it was I had to turn away.
0: Mm. <clears throat> and it takes a lot probably to make you turn away. I
1: had to turn away. Wow. It's not one that, uh, it, you know, like we talk about uh, Requiem for a Dream and how, right. like, I was so disturbed and in awe at the same time that I had to go back and watch it. This one, I really don't have to go back and watch.
0: Yeah. And you probably mm. don't really want to either. <laughs> no,
1: absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the most disturbing thing to come out of Quebec... In all of Quebec's history. Mm. Existence.
0: I see. And that's the movie Seven Days, which <laughs> has another title in French, which I'm, I don't know French, so I'm mm-hmm. going to attempt to try to read it.
1: Directed by Jacques Chirac.
0: Daniel Grue, or Grau. Daniel Grau. <sighs> mm.
1: French is such a mush language. It's like, you know, I, I took French, but it's mush. It's mush. It's, 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 it is verbal diarrhea.
2: <laughs> it is
1: so hard to, like know how to like if you're not familiar with French and you try to read French mm-hmm. it's like how do you pronounce any of that and when and when you're listening to people speak French you know it just it's mush
0: it's well, it's I, all it's all vowels I think I like to hear it like when people speak
1: it but like... I hate it it's too many vowels. I, I like language choppy, choppy, angry languages with lots of con, consonants, like
0: consonants, Russian. Yes, okay. <laughs>
1: German, Russian, Slavic languages, Germanic language, English. English is, is a little. I definitely think is a a bit being a Germanic language. It's a little relaxed. I think German is a lot angrier sounding, and I think a lot it of is. that too is because of you know our. Um,
0: Sometimes Arabic sounds really angry too. Mm, yeah. But I I like the romance languages because, you know, they're well, maybe not all of them, but I know like Spanish and Italian. And at least with Spanish and I should know, you know, a decent amount with all the years that I took, I should know some stuff. But the only thing at this point now in my life, I know how to. I can read it. I might not know what it means, but I can I can read it just fine. was like, okay, that's something to do about water and a car. So that's (laughs) as far as it gets for me. But I love to listen to it. And I told you many times before i just love, I just love the culture I love their women It's all good.
1: <clears throat> mush
0: <clears throat> are, you, are you including Spanish and in mush too
1: um no no it's uh you, you can if you're not familiar with Spanish, you can read it mm-hmm. you can you know maybe decipher where a word starts and a word ends with French it just all like flows together like. Like sewage runoff.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just a little sad to me that you just. just
1: and I'm of French it, descent. I'm. I'm. You know, my family is, or my ancestors are of French descent. I have. Uh, yeah.
0: So you're a French blood kind of just yeah. denouncing your. Yuck. At least your own language. I and now you sound Jewish.
1: <laughs> as uh, as Wendy would say. What is it? Oh, oh, the only thing that all French people know in every language? I surrender. (laughs) Knee slapper. Knee slapper. (laughs) Funny but true.
0: I'll just just throw this in there just because uh, he's one of those kind of people and it's enough time to fill up little less of the segment. Um, Eddie Izzard. I went into a little uh, binge last night watching a bunch of his stand-up. Who? Eddie Izzard. Are you not familiar with Eddie Izzard? No, I'm not.
1: He is a Maybe h- I am, but just uh, no, I don't think I am.
0: He's a hilarious comedian uh, back in the 90s and probably early 2000s. Um, he was a uh executive transvestite, which basically he just like to dress up in women's clothing and put on makeup.
1: And um, then that back in the 90s that made him an executive.
0: Well, I don't know why he threw in the executive part. I think just because Nowadays was. it's just
1: normal. Back then
0: when <laughs> yeah, it came, normal, when now, it came
1: to people when it came to men dressing up in women's clothes, he was an executive.
0: Right, I guess. <laughs> And plus, he was famous, too. He wasn't
1: um, a uh, lower-level, lonely secretary type. He was no, an
0: executive. He was an executive. Um, and his top award-winning show was um, a lot of people. Well, I don't want to say a lot of people because apparently you're not really familiar with him. But uh, Izzard? Yes, Eddie Izzard. Spelled like lizard but without the Yeah. Right.
1: What's with all these uh, dropping the first parts of uh, names?
0: That's That's his... That's how it's spelled.
1: By the way, we're going to bring up the uh, Topher Grace effect in, in the Do next a little, segment. A little bit later. But yeah. I just learned today, thanks to Sterling, uh, that Topher Grace um, is actually Christopher Grace. <laughs> I always was like, what's up with that name? Topher? Toffer? Never really just sitting back and being like,
0: looking Christopher.
1: The... Never looked at the rest of the name. Ah,
0: yes. Yeah. I'll get into a little bit Eddie's or when we get back. Um, Pla- our... We could play some. Oh yeah, I have to find. Yeah, you, know, you can find some. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. iPod is so far away.
1: Yeah. Well. Whatever. Let's take a break. We'll this is a break. Uh, episode seventy, the unorthodox seventieth edition, Classico de mundo,
0: <laughs> excelente. Wow, that's that's crazy. The <laughs> album this is playing from is called Mundo. Oh,
1: nice. mundo, mundo. <laughs> Join us again momentarily.
0: We'll be right back. Lost Dial, all noise Radio.
1: The Topher Grace Hour. <laughs>
0: What did you say Sterling? Well, it doesn't matter now behind <laughs> the scenes, what were you trying to say? I was asking <laughs> if you just wanted to go into the eddies? Ed- oh ed- yeah, bit. that's
1: what I figured. Oh okay well um, let, let's uh, let's do that. Welcome back to number 70. I am eating a cheese Danish it's warm. it's moist. Are
0: you still eating it so it's yeah time to enjoy. Let it. me
1: show me All show right. me the funny.
0: All right, this is the covered in bees bit, so we'll, we'll just go
3: right into it then. Beekeepers as well. Beekeepers, yes. Beekeepers say they've got to want to be. I want to be a beekeeper. I want to keep bees. I want to, don't want them to get away. I want to keep them. They have too much freedom. I want bees on elastic, so when they get pollen, they come back here. My father was a beekeeper before me. His father was a beekeeper before him. I want to walk in their footsteps. And their footsteps were like this. Ah! ah! I'm covered in bees. Ah, covered in bees. that's your job, isn't it? it? They must lose it. Beekeepers must lose it occasionally. You know, you're there. You've got the netting. You've got two thousand bees. And essentially, you're trying to steal honey. Morning, morning, morning. morning. Hello. Hello. Knock, knock. Coming in. Hello. Look, oh, there's a Ferrari over there. Can you see that, Ferrari? <laughs> yes, it's going very fast, isn't it? Well, good morning, thank you. I must be just walking back with all these bees around. At some point, they must go, What the f*** am I doing? I'm covered in bees! Help! I'm covered in bees! And you don't get the normal perks of a normal job like people who work in an office. They have other people there, you can flirt, you know, you can, hey. Hey, you're new here, aren't you? are getting on?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Look, do you want a coffee? i just got to get a coffee and get your coffee.
2: <laughs>
3: no, I like my coffee like I like my women in a plastic cup. <laughs> Beekeepers can't do that. Two thousand bees. Uh, hello there, you in the street. You're new, aren't you? Do huh? uh, you want a cup of coffee? Just no problem. No no real problem. Don't want a cup of coffee from you. You're covered in bees. I like my women like I like my coffee. Uh, covered in bees. Fackle, fackle, off, fackle, off, fackle.
2: that wasn't
0: from dress to kill that was from uh glorious
1: interesting very interesting
0: (laughs) he does a lot of uh pantomime and um i don't know it just seems like he's just going off on random tangents but apparently it's mostly written
1: Ooh, they updated uh they they made some serious improvements to the netflix app for ipad
0: Yes, there was a blog posting i'm body. I'm
1: quite already impressed uh I'm uh high speed scrubbing as they might say, but it shows up in a little box down at the bottom rather than the whole entire you know the actual view screen mm-hmm. um because that little funny that you just presented uh reminds me of how much I love something. <laughs> oh God! And I'm probably. You're looking for it. Hmm. Oh 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 oh.
0: Did you find it?
1: Oh, but of course. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see here.
4: I did that in rehearsal too. I forgot, and the guy had a feeling I was, was gonna guy be guy and was to
2: Plug it in. And I was like, Yeah, we'll all f-
4: rip it up. Gonna have to do a little. Uh, yeah. Oh, plug it in. <clears throat> One, two, three, four. I love you more than bears love honey. I love you more than Jews love money. I love you more than Asians are good at math. it's not hip. I love you more than black people don't tip. I love you more than Puerto Ricans need bats.
1: She's
2: terrible.
4: I love you more than girls love dolls. I love you more than dogs love balls. I love you more than the white stuff in a zip. I love you like Dykes love me too I love you more than my after show Monster Bong kids.
2: <laughs>
1: oh god What I would do
4: Jewish people Driving German, German cars Jewish people Driving German cars Jewy people Buying German cars What the that <laughs> but maybe it's like Take back the night Maybe it's like A bleeding hearts Grow old and Swing to the right Maybe it's like When a Big f- Calls himself A big f- oh,
1: <laughs>
4: Jewish people Driving jerks
1: oh, A little A uh, little taste of Silverman Just because I mean I don't know
0: <clears> Or <throat> What is it that you does You can
1: uh, the, this, this is the point That I was that all this, you know, it took so long to make this point. <laughs> you like that guy, but you don't like Sarah Silverman.
0: <clears throat> it's a difference in taste. I know, it right? is. it is, And I mean, <clears throat> it's only a small portion of like the whole show. Um, although I have seen one of um Silverman's whole entire, you know, sets, uh, DVDs or whatever. Mm. Before. And you know, I've gotten a couple of chuckles out of it, but overall it's just, you know, not yeah. someone that, I don't
1: know. I just think she's magical. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. The unorthodox 70th episode.
0: So the other thing that we meant to get back to is uh, driving Topher Grace.
1: The Topher Grace effect. Um, I I should have, you know, on uh, break... uh, did a little brainstorming and tried to figure out other people to put in the Topher Grace category, <laughs> which I did that would not. That a lot of sense. Um, the Topher Grace effect, um, it could be called by other names, none of which that I have right now. Mm. The Topher Grace effect. If you're sitting near a computer, <clears throat> find a picture, a, a, a it could even be kind of an older picture of Topher Grace, Christopher Grace. Is Grace even his last name? That's probably that's probably a, look a into deception pretty, too. I'm, I
0: think it might be. I know there are, are a lot of actors that you know, you know, switch their names around, uh, like Nick Cage. That I we'll love get you, into. like
1: black people don't tip.
0: <laughs> and I do have a friend that would probably attest to that, only because she works at a restaurant. It's it's, it's yeah. But uh, that is not a true stereotype. That, but that's like that's what I love. Well
1: she does these things so that we can all sit back and embrace those terrible stereotypes and just love them and roll around in them. Um, and just, you know, they're great. Uh, it's just
0: not one that I, uh, what's the word? Embrace. Yeah, I don't embrace I that that particular. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Topher Grace is an individual who, he, he's very hard to, um, it's hard to guess how old he is because if you look at us, it, I guess even when he was younger, he looks young, but he looks old. Anderson Cooper. It's the Anderson Cooper effect.
0: Hmm.
1: Is he young or is he old?
0: Grace is his last name, by the way. Yeah. So.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, they're just people. It's, it, they, so look, they look young. He looks young. And young. They look
0: old. Topher Grace is actually 33, but you're saying he looks old. He looks don't younger. don't
1: don't you know don't go by a picture of him with uh facial hair because it makes it harder. <laughs> look at him uh completely shaven. I'm
0: uh, just looking at people that you've mentioned so that way I can see how old they actually are.
1: Right. Anderson Cooper. Yeah, he does look young. For a while, I thought he purposely dyed his hair gray.
0: Oh no, that's that's a that's a I want to call it a condition. Just to
1: throw us all off, Anderson Cooper wants to have a head of gray hair. <laughs>
0: Uh that <clears> a <throat> typical silver fox, I guess, but he is forty five. He could, he could be twenty five. Look at him. Yeah. Look, look at that look at that face. Which makes me wonder. There's the-
1: there's many mysteries behind Anderson Cooper, but one of which is how old is the guy? Really?
0: Forty five.
1: That's not who knows? We don't know <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> uh yeah. So um there there's there's others out there. Uh, I'm glad I thought of at least one other while we were doing and I wasn't this sure, but since we shtick.
0: talked about him, I wanted to check his age, uh, John Slattery. And he is 49. John Slattery... Uh, I wasn't putting him yeah, in for a I was going to say. I, just, I was just had this curiosity. From what I've seen, he's got a pretty fit ass, though. <laughs> he's got the ass of a
1: 25-year-old, but he's how old? Uh, 49. That's, you know... But how would you? Know? I would have guessed. I would have guessed maybe mid
0: fifties. Have him. you checked out some other rears of men um,
1: you know? of his age? No, not necessarily mm-hmm. of his
0: age, but like around you know. you're saying. I was five. wondering
1: if maybe they used a body double for uh, the ass shot of John Slattery probably looking they out could've. the window.
0: Uh, but then again, he seems like the type that he you know would just go for it. Yeah. In fact, I wonder. I think all the actors that are involved in that show have, you know that. I guess maybe you want to call it the realism still.
1: You know, one day I am going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to come in here with a whole page of (laughs) Roger Sterling tidbits, the (laughs) best ones ever, Mm. because they're so good that there's no way I like, I I love, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, I guess with, with certain, um, quotables, uh, references and stuff. But, uh, with his, I couldn't even. It would take me. It would take me longer than the rest of the show to think of of one of his good lines. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back uh, one day and. There are probably
0: Tumblr Tumblr pages full of his lines, yeah. like pictures, you know, of him and then his quotes.
1: They're great. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could. I could. We could dedicate a whole show to Roger Sterling. Um,
0: uh, many characters, actually, from the show.
1: Which we, we, we've done in a little piece we like to call Mad Men Recap, right. which no longer exists. <clears throat> but coming soon is the Breaking Bad Recap.
0: Which I'm sure you're just itching to get to.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> so the Tover Grace effect. That's about it.
0: Uh, the other thing that you found <laughs> surprising about Topher Grace is, uh, the fact that his name is actually Christopher mm-hmm. Grace, so we, um, thought of another actor who, but before we get into that, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk about, um, one of the two movies I- I've seen over the past week that I need to A talk couple about. of the
1: rottens that you viewed?
0: Um, I'm not, not going to go as far as call them rotten because if, if there's a movie I really don't like, I'm going to say. I love you like bees like honey. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ghost Rider, uh, Spirit of Vengeance. Mm. I recently saw that. I had high hopes about it because uh, the same
1: starring Oles Cage.
0: Oles Cage, not Alas. Oles. I mean, how how's it? Well, spelled? because it should be Olat, t- okay. It should be
1: Tofer Grace. Okay. Not so Tofer. Maybe Olat. I'm saying it wrong. I may, maybe it's that's Tofer. It is Tofer. Yeah. But
0: if So it, so if it should it, be Olas?
1: Yeah. Olas. Okay. No, Nick Olas. Nick Olas. Yeah, no, you're right. Olas.
0: Olas Cage. Which, by the way, that's not his real name. <laughs> he is a uh, Coppola. That's his real last name. Ah, yes. Because he's part of the uh, Coppola family.
1: Um, As in the Francis Ford Coppolas? Correct. Ah.
0: He wanted to change his name so people didn't think that he was getting by because of a. Ah,
1: smart man! I knew he was an intellect when <laughs> I heard him on Opie and Anthony. I knew he was a smart man.
0: But was he smart for doing this movie? I don't know. But nah. I'm well. Let me put it this way: it's a movie that isn't really meant to be like. Um, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't even really know how to put this. But the, what'd you think the of people, Kick Ass? I thought it was cool.
1: I was, I was impressed, actually. Yeah, it was... Even though I went into it um, kicking and screaming, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was, yeah,
0: it, was it, it gave a realism to, you know, superhero vigilantes. Mm. Oh, I forgot, he, Lost Cage is in that movie, too. I, I often forget that he's in there. That's why I brought it up. I see. Okay. <laughs> um, as for Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, mm. um, it's directed by the same guys who directed the Crank movies. So, if you've seen Crank. Crank. That's it's like
1: trying to think
0: it's with um, Jason Statham. Ah, yes, yes, Dad. ah, yes. It's just a high octane. Uh, just I mean, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this movie is incredible. It just keeps moving. It's like a video game. And I, that's <clears> that's <throat> the fact that's the point that I really liked about it. That that little uh, that just kept moving you, like it. It was like a drug, which is basically what Jason Statham's character had to be on in order to stay alive, to keep his heart beating. Um, so it was a lot of fun. So I had high—I ex- don't want to say high expectations, but I had certain expectations when I when I was watching Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. And um, how, how come
1: how come J- Jason Statham isn't as super awesome as he was back in the day when he starred in that movie? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Snatch. Uh, Brad Pitt plays a pikey you know no. that's when Jason Statham was awesome really because he wasn't like this mega like Vin Diesel you know busting out of his shirt crazy superhero n- nutbag you know like he is in all these new things because
0: we barely knew him they,
1: they have pumped him up so much he should have popped a long time ago his character in Snatch, mm-hmm. he's tough, but he's he doesn't, he doesn't not, fight or anything. Yeah, he's he, he's like you know, he's like so you're wishing he you did more roles like that. Charlie, how about them sausages? Where are sausages, Charlie? Like you know, he's not
0: like he's not ridiculous. Have you seen any of his other movies since then? You, I see, you... I see the commercials. Oh, and they, see and the they commercials. drive me crazy. So you haven't actually seen the movies themselves to know. <sighs> Whether or not they're good characters or not.
1: Is he in lock stock and yes. smoking barrels? As far as I know he is. Yeah.
0: I mean I tried watching I gotta see New that
1: again because I was that was like, you know, done before Snatch and someone was like, You gotta see that and yeah.
0: yeah and mm-hmm. I've I started to watch it, but there was like too many distractions at the time. I remember I was in college when um a friend of mine had it and I think people just a lot of stuff was happening on campus that day, so I didn't get to finish it.
1: So. Say what you will about bradley pitt but he uh he's taken some roles that are 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 pretty they they blow your hair back like playing the pikey in um snatch
0: blow your hair back and i <clears throat> automatically think of Olaus cage again <laughs> specifically con air oh um, did you even get into your review oh, i just, um it I, we, was crazy it was um
1: just not to be taken seriously
0: yeah don't take it too seriously um I guess it would've worked well in three D. I know it was, you know, made to be in three D, so there's a lot of scenes that almost kinda of seem gimmicky. Right. Um, but it's supposed to be like an in your face there's a scene in it where You did he's, see the first one. I did see the first one, yeah. It's it's almost like a different breed from the first uh. one. So people who like like my mother, for example, she was watching it and was like, But wait, didn't this happen in like the first one mm-hmm. and blah blah blah? And I'm like yeah, but they're different directors. They're kind of they're rewriting to the story, and, it a little bit. Because uh, apparently, a lot of people didn't like the first one. I don't know why. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't. I really don't know why. Um, I thought it was all right. I mean, I'd never read the comics, so
1: I think it would have been. I think it would have worked better with Topher Grace as the starring role, <laughs> <laughs> as being Johnny Blaze. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't see him. Mm-mm. Well, then again, I wouldn't know who to cast as uh, Johnny Blaze. But um, I like
1: Topher Grace in um. Tra uh, yeah traffic. Traffic. Yeah, because he wises off to 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 Michael Douglas.
0: It's been so long, so I've seen that movie.
1: He's like, hey man, I I, I I'd I'd love to have that on on the floor. <laughs> I'd love to have that ready to go right now. That where he uh there. You, wait, you have seen that or you have? I have
0: seen it, but it's been so long. When there
1: there is daughter's missing, you know, the two of them, Topher Grace and his daughter, you know, they they uh, did heroin together and he pulls Topher Grace out of class and they go, like, into downtown like, no, like South Central Cleveland or Cincinnati looking for his daughter and uh, you know, he made reference to Michael Douglas, you know, about drug dealers, these people and Topher Grace just is like, uh-uh-uh and like, you know, kind of Puts him in his place and is like, you know, it'd be a little different if this was going on in your neighborhood, you know, be great to play.
0: (laughs) Oh, because all of that, I don't remember it anymore. I barely remember much of the movie as it is. Oh,
1: go back and see it because it's, it's I mean, you're wasting your time watching these Johnny Blaze craziness, these on these these completely bogus uh Jason Statham movies
0: you're making it sound like I watch them repeatedly
1: ocean seventeen eighteen and nineteen those are awesome <laughs> movies I
0: will watch them repeatedly
1: go back and watch uh, traffic
0: the reason why I can't mm-hmm. watch traffic is I don't I don't own it I don't have it so yeah. but I will watch traffic again someday so mm-hmm. again just last note report on, back to me on spirit of vengeance um, for those that like comic book movies go for it um, but you know at times, it, it gets really corny. Let's put it that way. It, it's just mm. corny at times. The scene I was trying that's to mention. Why I, there's, there's that's a, why I haven't even bothered. There's a scene he's driving down or riding down the highway on his bike, and he's trying to keep from transforming into the Ghost Rider. Mm. And it's just like, it's just insane. I'm like, really? Do we need to keep going on with this? It's, it's. I don't know. <clears throat> it was. It's got its moments, awesome in, moments and corny moments. In
1: defense of lost Cage, and this movie. Go back and uh during his promotional rounds um for this movie, he did a he did a great interview on the Opie and Anthony show on Sirius XM where he really uh he really shows his true colors. <clears throat> he no, he he was it was a great interview and he's a really smart guy. Um yeah.
0: you know. Hmm. Um Something I had read once, and I think only I... Well, maybe not just me, but I tried telling it to other people, but... I'm sure it's probably just you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> if you're ever having, like, a bad day or just feeling sad, just imagine Ola's cage on a roller coaster. And, I don't know, for me, just that image of whatever it is to you that he would show excitement or just wow, or maybe but just picture despair. him
1: looking like he did in Raising Arizona, with the big uh the big um creepy mustache and the
0: It doesn't matter, it's any image, I think. And plus even with his hair when it comes when you come any movie he's in, it's always different. It
1: I mean, what was weird. he thinking when he when he took on Con Air? I mean, you know, some of these movies you gotta be like,
0: geez. It could be just a paycheck. Yeah. So that's that's what it sometimes comes down but to. But
1: he's he's a worldly guy. Like he you know, he he's not one of them guys that's like up in the Hollywood Hills, you know, like mucking it up with the rest of them douches. Like he, he hangs out in France, you know, he lived in Costa Rica, you know, like
0: he's, he's, well, he's probably the one that takes roles that nobody else might possibly, or maybe some roles that might be written for him. It's like, Oh, we need a weird kind of, uh, I don't know. Weird guy. <laughs> I don't know what else to really describe him as. We,
1: we need a weirdo. <laughs> Let's get a lost cage. Cause he's a weirdo. <laughs> Oh, man. Some,
0: some roles just, I don't know, it's just perfect for them. This
1: episode is so unorthodox. It
0: is. <laughs> I have nothing.
1: But, I mean, how can you follow um, our Saturday show?
0: Yeah, that was that was great. So, uh, another...
1: Another shout-out to the girls of
0: 808s and Coffee 808s Breaks. breaks. Ariel and Shells. Great job. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let me just throw this in here, because i have to do it again in the next hour. But um, July 21st. Uh, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, the Grace and Mercy Baptist Church is doing a car wash at Ace Hardware in Middletown, 480 South Main Street. If you go by there um, between those hours to get your car washed, if you mention that you heard it on the lost dial, we will give you free snacks. We'll
1: laugh at you and <laughs> <laughs> be like, ha-ha, you thought that would work, ha-ha.
0: <laughs> but yeah, go there, go support. Um, I, I will be there the whole time. Um mm. I don't know if we'll actually get to do a show. We'll talk about that later. Mm. Um, But, yeah, go drop by. Get to meet me in person. Uh, I'll probably be uh, taking your money. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm usually the person who collects the money anyway. (laughs) But we do this, like, once a year, sometimes twice a year. But, yeah, stop by. Five bucks for a car. If you have, like, more than one car.
1: Where's uh, it going to be again?
0: It's going to be at Ace Hardware, um, South Main Street in Middletown. Okay, Middletown, yeah. And, uh, there'll be signs around people jumping around with signs. Usually, we do that every year. Though. Not
1: Middlefield. Yeah, middle town. Middle town. Right. Not middlebury. 06457, I believe it's the town that's in the middle.
0: Right. I think that's how they got their name because they were in the middle.
1: Kind of. The but middle then East. you know, Middlefield jumped in there, and middlebury jumped well, in middle there. Middlesex and... community. So, uh, uh, ah, Middlesex County. The You're county right. of Middlesex. So
0: it's it's, mm. it's in the middle of the state.
1: The Puritans said, let's have sex here in the middle.
0: In the middle. Oh, Puritan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just throwing this other movie since I was talking about it. Um, and we never actually got into it with uh, with 808s and Coffee Breaks here, because we we're supposed to talk about Tyler Perry. Yeah. Um, but I happened to see one of his other movies. Good Deeds. Underwhelming, I would say. <laughs> Not really worth it. I... I wanted to check it out because I thought I I thought I thought heard good stuff about it, but I'm like,
1: eh. What's this new one we just saw? The commercial war? Oh, Madea's... Uh, Witness Protection? Uh, yeah, Witness Protection. Oh, out sure. of all the Madea Brand movies... Grand Tyler.
0: This one actually looks like it It could... You know, not that... I'll put it this Stop way. giving him the benefit of the doubt. I can't help <laughs> it. I mean, it's... I end up watching them and I end up laughing anyway. It's like one of those movies you, you... It's like, I don't really want to see it, but you start watching it. And you end up watching it and being entertained. Hmm. So... Usually, with the, with the Medea movies, that ends up happening. Oh
1: boy! Oh boy! Oh boy!
0: <clears throat> but this one, um, he's got uh, Eugene Levy in it. He comes in, yes, and it's just him, him and his family because they need to be protected, so they have to stay at uh, Medea's house.
1: Did you ever see the little flick where they took uh, Eugene Levy and matched him up with Samuel L. Jackson? It uh, was bad. It was. I, was.
0: I had. I was.
1: I can't even think of the name. Oh, the man. The man. The man yes.
0: Oh man I had God. I had high hopes for that movie, mm. and I was severely let down. Mm.
1: can we go out on a on uh Sarah silverman
0: <laughs> and then I I'll know. never
1: play it again I, wonder,
0: that, uh, I don't know well let
1: me play for two seconds
0: two
4: seconds. killing like when guys call each other
1: I didn't realize that I was gonna oh, be the next play. line. <laughs> But then it's funny because she says that right as she runs into these guys.
2: Mm.
1: Wow! And she's real nervous. She doesn't know how they're gonna react to that. (laughs) They're gonna laugh it off. Oh goodness! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then they (laughs) they get serious again.
0: that's that's how it is actually mm. just not sure how to
1: controversial and on 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 and unorthodox it is here on the 70th episode of the lost isle
0: hmm. and with that i guess we'll take our break and we'll come back with a uh, part b part two of
1: honest to god i had no idea i kind of forgot <laughs> that kind of i forgot. really forgot that line was in that song
0: Ugh. Uh, uncomfortable moments yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll be right back. We
1: will.
2: Miami hated Tennessee, so she packed